hazing allegations have rocked Northwestern University sports for months. Multiple coaches have been fired and lawsuits have been filed for sexual misconduct and racist treatment. Northwestern has hired a former U.S. attorney to review the athletic department's culture and its processes for handling misconduct. A spokesperson told WBEZ the university has, quote, redoubled its efforts to safeguard the welfare of each and every student athlete. A WBEZ reporter sat down with one plaintiff who played for Northwestern football from 2005 to 2008. Here's a little bit of that. They took one of the most precious things from me, uh, and I will never be able to get it back. And somebody, somebody needs to be held accountable for that. That's Ramon Diaz. He says sports were once his happy place, but his time on Northwestern's team changed that. On top of hazing allegations, Diaz describes a culture of forcing student athletes to put athletics over academics. So here with the story is higher education reporter Lisa Phillip. Welcome back, Lisa. Hey, thanks for having me. So this this story was a was a tough one. It started with looking at a, a claim by current Northwestern president Michael Schill that uh, student athletes are considered students first at the university. So tell us more about what Diaz had to say about that. Yeah, yeah. So I was really um, intrigued by that claim just because I'd heard, you know, I've heard accounts from uh, players talking about their experiences, especially in the wake of these this hazing scandal that, you know, classes are kind of, you know, secondary to practice and, and you're really there to play football, right? So, um, I got in touch with Ramon uh, to to get kind of his take on what his experiences had been like, especially from like an educational standpoint. And he, as soon as I brought up that statement, he just said, "No, there's there's no truth to that. Um, I I was there to play football, and there really wasn't any attention paid to." If I was learning, if, Mm -hmm. you know, I was set up to function in the real world after I graduated, it was you need to get A's in order to stay eligible to play football. But how you get those A's is not really our concern. It's Mm. like, you know, you take the easy classes, you figure out ways that this doesn't take away from your time on the field. Walk us through Diaz's allegations. Yeah, so... In his lawsuit, he alleges that um, he experienced both sexual and racial abuse. And some of the sexual abuse is what we've heard from student reporting at Northwestern, but also multiple lawsuits that have come out of this that, um, you know, there was there was sexual assault happening in the locker room and, uh, you know, in the showers by upperclassmen against underclassmen on the team. And then Ramon, I was really moved by this press conference he gave in August in which he talked about this frequent racial abuse he says he endured from coaching staff included, um, which, you know, he is Mexican-American and he alleges that he was told, you know, you need to clean up the dirt on the floor. You may have grown up on dirt floors. We don't live like that here. Um, and that claim in particular is one of the reasons I wanted to reach out to Ramon. Um, I, you know, being an immigrant myself, mm-hmm. I've I heard those things growing up. And if that is something that he went through on a nearly daily basis mm-hmm. from um, especially from a figure of authority. Right. Like I I wanted to kind of look into those claims when I when heard your story and heard him recall that moment. My heart sank for sure. What was yeah. Northwestern's response? Yes. Yeah, so Northwestern didn't address Ramon's allegation specifically that student athletes are 
actually athletes. You know, they're not really students. They're not to be there to be students. But like, you know, you mentioned, they did double down on this message that we are doing what we can. Hazing has no place at this university and we are doing what we can to address these allegations in our or at least um, safeguard the the well-being of our student athletes. Um, mm -hmm. And and we've heard some, you know, additional statements from them uh, in the it, just today, right? Because, uh, you know, we have even more news about it. That's so, right. Yeah. Uh, I think you're hinting at the fact that just this morning, lawyers representing former head coach Pat Fitzgerald filed a lawsuit against the university and its president, Michael Schill, for wrongful termination. Uh, lawyer Dan Webb says uh, hazing was limited and Fitzgerald did not know about it. Let's listen. If you put young men in a locker room, do they sometimes engage uh, in uh, behavior that someone could say on a given day uh, they were uh, being difficult with each other. Players sometimes do that in every locker room in America. The question is, what is it that actually happened at Northwestern? What can you tell us about this new suit? Lisa. Yeah, so uh, Dan Webb has filed suit on behalf of Patrick Fitzgerald, who was fired um, after the student newspaper at Northwestern published accounts of players who say they had gone through hazing um, while on the football team. And um, so basically what Webb is arguing is that he was wrongfully terminated, there was no cause for his termination, and that also um, the university has inflicted emotional distress on Fitzgerald and his family, alleging that, you know, because of this termination, he's not going to have a career after this. He's mm. lost out on future compensation. Um, so they're suing for upwards of $130 million from the university, which is a wow, huge, that's a that's yeah. a huge chunk of money. Yeah, it really is. Let's uh, let's get back to Ramon Diaz's story, though. Um, so he's from a small town. Uh, it's a little over an hour from Evanston. And until he got a letter, he says that he didn't even know that Northwestern had a football team. Uh, but once he was there, he said the, the transition it was rough. Like, I didn't really have any idea what they meant by academics. You know, you, you didn't, I didn't realize it until arriving there, like the rigor and, and the expectations. And so I kind of took it for granted. I, I felt like it was, I don't know, I just, I didn't really understand. Diaz says that uh, his experience at Northwestern wasn't just defined by his time on the team, but also how he felt in the classroom, Lisa. So what were some of the issues he had there? Yeah, absolutely. Well, he talked to me a bit about how this kind of, pattern of football over academics started when he was in high school um, because there was so much emphasis placed on getting him recruited, right? So like nobody was really, there wasn't a lot of um, support being given to him in terms of his academics. So then he gets to a school like Northwestern, right, where it's pretty rigorous curriculum and he's um, also with a lot of much more privileged students. You know, Ramon did not grow up well off. He is a he was a first generation college student. His parents had not gone to college. Mm -hmm. They they grew up in Mexico. Um, so he didn't really have a, a context for what this experience should look like. And then he's thrown into the classroom with, he says, a lot of students who went to private schools and who had were very privileged and had a much more rigorous academic preparation for being there. And 
and he didn't really have any support and mm. he didn't feel like he really had a place to turn to. You know, his own parents don't speak English and they didn't really know what his experience should look like. So they weren't going to, he said, come, you know, storm the castle doors saying, right. what are you doing they to might my have thought, son? This is what it's like. Yeah. In yeah. American colleges. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he was just kind of drowning and, you know, he was told he, he talks about taking three music classes and looking. He, yeah, I think he thought something like this is a little bit weird given, you know, I think he ended up getting a degree in political science. So there were some thoughts going on in his head, like something's not quite right. Yeah. But I don't like I said, know nor what this should like look like. And I don't have anywhere to turn to. So to that end, Lisa, what supports does Diaz want to see? moving forward for student athletes. Yeah, one of the things that he is looking at or kind of trying to push for in Illinois is a vetting process for coaches that work with kids. Right now, he says there isn't really like a systematic way of doing that. Um, and this is particularly for coaches at the high school level, I believe, so below college. But he first thinks, of course, that there needs to be more accountability um, taking place at Northwestern because, you know, you know, Fitzgerald was was fired as a result of the hazing scandal. Yeah. But there are so many coaches still in place that have been there for a while. And, he's, you know, in, in his mind, it's like these people knew what was happening and didn't do anything about it. And and then another thing that he's um, he's speaking out about is the the ongoing uh, stadium uh, rebuild, right? Which is, the construction, yeah, it's costing eight hundred million dollars, and the university seems pretty hell bent on going forward with it. Even though many, many faculty, hundreds of faculty, have come out saying we need to put this on pause while we figure out how we move forward with accountability and mm -hmm. the athletics department, so this doesn't happen to future students. And he wants students of, of color, right? Other athletes yes. of color to, to speak up. Yes. Yeah. So he, you know, he has said that he's stayed really close friends with a couple of athletes of color who played with him. And they have been so re-triggered by all of this news coming out that they thought about filing suit like Diaz did, but they backed away just because it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. And he says, he didn't have the tools to really process what happened to him after he left Northwestern because partially because he didn't have a real education there. Right. Yeah. So um, he didn't really have the tools and he didn't have the tools until he got this training in mental health to become a counselor. Right. But his a lot of his teammates didn't have that after they left Northwestern and they've been floundering ever since. And he's hoping that by sharing his own story, he can show other people that it's possible um, and and show the public, too, that this is, these aren't just one-offs, yeah. right, in terms of experiences. he In his mind, these are experiences that are happening to multiple athletes of color, especially black and brown athletes, and, um, and that something needs to change. Diaz says uh, his experience took a heavy toll on his mental health, Lisa. He, he even tried to take his own life during sophomore year. How could I keep playing football on Saturdays? And yet in, inside, internally, there's this paradox, right? This is internal struggle of loneliness, despair, rejection, helplessness, all of these things that are difficult to really name, let alone identify with.
And that's a question Diaz says he now wants to answer in his own work. He's, he's pursuing a Ph.D. in neuropsychology, and he's a therapist who works with student-athletes. What has that work meant to him, Lisa, given his previous struggles with mental health? Yeah, yeah. It's It was so interesting to talk to Ramon because when I asked him about his own personal experiences, he tended to talk about them almost as, as if he was talking about one of his patients. And I, I almost saw it as like a coping mechanism. Like this is how he deals with the trauma that he went through and that's how he's able to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I think studying counseling and now working as a counselor as himself helps him work through a lot of what he went through and cope cope with it, but also help younger athletes get the support that he did not have when he was a student. And he talks about, um, he told me about an athlete in particular that he had counseled to walk away from athletics and, mm -hmm. and how difficult that is, but also how necessary that was in this particular student situation because of the toll it had taken on her mental health. If you are someone that you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or mental health issues, please call the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Just dial 988 to connect with a trained counselor, or you can visit 988lifeline.org. We've been talking to WBEZ higher education reporter Lisa Phillip about the story of Ramon Diaz, who's a former Northwestern player who alleges racist treatment and hazing. He's a plaintiff in a lawsuit against the university. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for having me.